Hello, welcome to the Show Oshibeson podcast. Show Oshibeson is the lead pastor, Grace Made Christian Center, where we raise change agents. We do hope you'll be refreshed by God's word today. Happy listening. Hallelujah. We believe in Nigeria. We are a great nation. Nigeria is a great nation. We are a great nation. We are a great nation. Just wave your hands and thank God for this country, all over this place. If you're watching online, just thank God for Nigeria. We are a great nation. Oh, glory to God. We are a great nation. We are a great nation. That's our destiny. We are a great nation. Oh, we give you praise. Thank you, Lord. We are all we have. Father, we give you praise this morning. We give you praise this morning. We give you praise this morning. Thank you, Father. 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 For Nigeria, we say thank you. Thank you, Jesus, for Nigeria. All feel issues with everything happening. And then you had an election that went the way it went yesterday. That was a huge success. Praise God. Said it was a huge success. You know, know, sometimes we... May you not feel what is happening in this country. Right? There are a lot of people that cannot feed their families because of the current situation of this country. There are people that have cash issues. Not that they don't have some money in their accounts. Imagine you want you have three three thousand euros in your accounts. How how much will you use to withdraw that? So they just abandoned literally the money there and you say, you know what? You know, I'm going to just keep this money here. Amen. You know that in a nation where you, there, there's no peace, there won't be church. You know that. Just because of election yesterday, a lot of people are not in church today because they are just apprehensive like, oh, I don't know what's going to happen if I leave my house. I don't know what's going to happen. That's just the way it is. And that's why the Bible says, we should pray for the peace of Jerusalem. You know, they will prosper that love it. That's Psalm 122 verse 6. You see, so it's important that we, we know how praying for Nigeria impacts on us. You understand what I'm saying? You know, I mean, it's interesting how that I don't have any issues with any of those prayer platforms. But what I've come to understand is that the things that are really important, people don't pay attention to them. You have all of those online morning prayers. You know, I've never seen a time where they say, today, we want to pray for Nigeria. It doesn't happen. Why is that so? Because people are concerned about their well-being, you know, their personal success, you know, their personal prosperity. And the money you have, if there's no peace in your nation, you can't spend it. Do you agree with that? Yeah, you have all the money in the world. If, if there's no peace in Nigeria, it amounts to nothing. Glory to God. Say glory to God. Can we just wave our hands and thank God 
this morning for yesterday's election. We know there were some, you know, violence here and there. But can we just be grateful to God? Can we just thank God that everything is going to work together for good? In the name of Jesus, we give you praise. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Do you know that God does not have a candidate? Do you know that? Yeah, I, I put this out yesterday and I saw that it generated a lot of, you know, yeah. God is not for Peter Obi. As shocking as that is to some of us, I know it's, it, it, it's your religious, what you've come to believe. <laughs> some of you still don't believe me. You still don't believe. Now, I mean, I'm not for any party, but I've, I'm, I don't belong to any party, but I have a candidate. And that candidate is Peter Obi. So I'm saying that publicly now, right? But you see, God can do whatever he wants to do irrespective. Do you agree with that? Do you agree with that? Some of you don't agree. The way you're looking, you don't agree. <laughs> Who determines the Savior? The people or God? Who determines the Savior? It's God. It's God. So, I'm saying that to say that however way it turns out, the will of God is what will prevail. And then God will still do great things with this nation. Your amen is not convincing. Say, God will still do great things with this nation in Jesus' precious name. Amen. All right, so today is a special interactive service. Amen. Our guest couldn't come also because it was like, oh, I don't know what would happen. We still spoke yesterday night at about 10 p.m. And he was still, you know, saying he was going to come. But this morning, he said where he went to, his hometown and all that. He had some, I mean, different things, right? So, to tell you that there's a lot that the peace in Nigeria, there's a lot at stake. There's a lot at stake. Glory to God. He said, glory to God. But we're going to have a great time this morning. Amen. Glory to God. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Nehemiah. I'm going to do a very short teaching. And then we're going to have... Um, an interactive session would have a panel and then we would have discussions the panelists and we would, we would discuss and you know sing the national anthem i hope you still know it amen praise god all right so you have your bible stone with me to the book of nehemiah nehemiah there are people who don't even know nehemiah is in the bible I'm telling you. So where is that? Let's go to the book of contents. <laughs> Glory to God. Nehemiah chapter 1. I'm going to talk very briefly about the dynamics of nation building. Just very, very fast. And then we go into the Q and hey, The words of Nehemiah, son of Akalia. In the month of Kislev, in the 28th year, while I was in the citadel of Shusa, Ananai, one of my brothers, came from Judah with some other men, and I questioned them about the Jewish remnant. Let me just go to verse 4. When I heard these things, I sat down and wept. For some days I mourned and fasted, 
and prayed before the God of heaven. Then I said, the Lord God of heaven, the great and awesome God who keeps his covenant of love with those who love him and keep his commandments. Let your hair be attentive and your ears open to hear the prayer. Your servant is free before you day and night for your servants, the people of Israel. I confess the sins of Israelites, including myself. Let's just skip over to um, chapter 2 from verse 4. The king said to me, what is it you want? Then I prayed to the God of heaven and I answered the king, if it pleases the king and if your servant has found favor in his sight, let him send me to the city in Judah where my ancestors are buried so that I can rebuild it. Then the king with the queen sitting beside him asked me, how long will your journey take? And when will you be back? It pleased the king to send me. So I set a time. I also said to him, if it pleases the king that I may have letters to the governors of trans Euphrates, so that they will provide me safe conduct until I arrive in Judah. And we, we see the story of Nehemiah. Nehemiah told the story. Nehemiah was working with the king. All right. And then there was a time where, you know, he heard about the news of the Jerusalem walls that have crumbled and fallen down and all that. And God put it in his heart to go and rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. And I, I began to think about that and I realized that sometimes there are people who God has specifically placed the burden of the nation in their heart. Do you agree with that? There are people... There are, there are people, there are some of you here that you have, you have no, you have no, you have no feeling whatsoever for the nation. Do you agree with that? There are people that have no feeling whatsoever. If they say, let's pray for Nigeria, automatically they shut down. They feel like if you're praying for Nigeria, you are literally wasting your time. And a lot of us here. Yeah. But you see, the burden to build the nation must be in the heart of everyone. The job of nation building is not the job of the presidents. Contrary to what people think. The job of building a new nation can never be the job of the president or the governor. No. It's beyond those guys. Do you agree with me? I'm going to, I'm going to show you from the, from the word of God. Every system, every structure, every sphere of government, as it is right now, is corrupt. Absolutely. And the people who are in charge of these systems are human beings like you and I. Glory to God. There are people that attend the church. <laughs> Glory to God. There are people that go to government and steal money and come to church and pay tithes and share testimony. Do you get what I'm saying? Ah, 
in grace made. We don't receive all tithes. So. We must know the source of that your money. Glory be to God. Say glory be to God. So, to build a great nation, number one, we need to understand that everyone has to fix their own corner. Everyone has to fix their own corner. You must fix your corner. If you find yourself in any of the seven mountains, you must fix that place. You walk in a place, you, can you make a decision, alright, not to take bribe? Do you know some of us would have been multi-billionaires if we decided to do some certain things? Do you know that? Are you know what I'm saying this morning? But you see, you must choose God's word. Living by God's word above your personal gain. Self-gain. There are people here, not outside here. There are people here, if they put you in position of power, you will steal money. Here, like this. We know we are not many today. Here. Like here, like this. Yes. If we put, maybe let's say we are about 50. If we put 50 people, yeah, the people that will steal money, they will be about 45. Yes. In this church, as we are, as we are Christians right now, as we are praying with one voice, you, you cannot be trusted with money. And I'm not trying to be funny. They put you in a position of power. You are going to abuse it. That's why you will marry second wife. So, so put the reason they are still married to one wife is because they don't have money yet. Are you, are you, are you, are you here? See, you underestimate what power can do. Absolute power corrupts what? Absolutely. The reason some of you are humble is because you have never tasted power. The, the real nature of a man comes out when he begins to have power and wealth. There are people that cannot handle one million. They will become arrogant. They will call pastor by name. Shale, how are you? Of course, I will say I'm fine. Because that's my name. Praise God. There are people, they see 10 million. They will stop coming to church. Are you with me? I mean, there was, there was, <laughs> glory to God. You know, we have a version of Christianity nowadays that I don't understand. Where people will hold offices and steal money and then they come to church to spend that money inside. God, in grace made, we, we <laughs> God will punish that your money. <laughs> yeah. Wealth gotten from legit labor is what lasts long. Have you not seen people that got money from betting? And don't act like you don't bet. Don't, like, like, don't act like you don't bet. Some of you here, you, that's, that's what you're thinking. That's, your, that's where you think your breakthrough will come from. We are change agents. Amen? I said amen. I said amen. 
You know, I had a dream overnight that somebody bets and eats a lot of money. So I started thinking. <laughs> I'm serious. I, real, I, had a, I had that dream overnight. So what I, you know what I called it? I said, somebody's about to have financial breakthrough. <laughs> so, so, so I'm saying that by the spirit. Somebody here, before the end of this year, you will have financial breakthrough. Unexpected. In Jesus' name. And it took me from betting, Amen. So, everybody needs to fix their corner. Fix your space. Can you stand for righteousness? Where you walk. I mean, I, I, oh, I walk in an industry where, you know, it's capital intensive. Capital intensive. Like, <laughs> ah, Capital intensive. And then it takes, it takes righteousness for you to still be sane in that kind of place. Glory to God. Glory to God. What is the greatest temptation of money you've ever seen in your life? Answer that question. What is the greatest? Some people is 500,000. What is the greatest temptation? Think about it. Of money that you've had to deal with. Sleep with me. I'll give you five billion. You will go and pray about it. If you sleep with me, I'm going to give you five billion. Five billion naira. You will, some people will think about it. You will pray about it. You will, come, you will come for counseling and say, Pastor, I have this situation. You are going to you're going to see me. <laughs> Good to see my brother-in-law. Biola, he's having appreciating. Good to see Biola. Yeah. Actually, but neighbor, what's your greatest temptation of money you've ever seen? Sometimes it's good that church is this enclosed. You know, I, I can walk around. Israel, what's the greatest temptation of money you've ever seen? Say, I'm going to give you one million dollars if you just change that figure. One million dollars. That's about, that's close to a billion. About 700 million. Naira. What are you going to do? That means, what are you going to do? That means, ah. No, no. What are, what are you going to do? It's tricky. You will think about it. Hmm. It will cross your mind. It, it, it will change your, your, where you came from. It, not just your own life. It will, it will change your village. I'm serious. You will start campaigning for governor. You fix your corner. Stephen, somebody comes to you and says that, you know, um, I know that I'm old enough to be your mom, but you know what? I'm going to adopt you as my sugar, sugar boy. Sugar boy. And then I'm going to pay you five million naira on a monthly basis. Won't it cross your mind? What? Eh? Sorry? Say, okay, can, can we make it more? We are not just joking. 
<laughs> you see, I'm just joking. Ah, there are some things that you will see that you will know, DG. There are some monies that you, how many of you have been tempted before with money? Talk to me. DG, your hand is not up. You've not been tempted. I'm uh, constantly. You fix it. You stand for God. That's how righteousness exalts a nation. But sin is a reproach to a people. Fix your space. Number two, fix the family. Fix the family. Everyone in leadership came out from a family. That's why, first of all, you have to raise your children with an expectation that they're going to be great in life. That's for starters. So the culture, the values you put on their inside shows that they are not just growing old. You know that they are going to be great. That's what you expose them to. Are you with me this morning? So you fix, the Bible says, if anyone cannot take care of his own house, how will he take care of the house of God? So in other words, you have to be, you have to, first of all, take care of the, your internal space. Before we can speak of you raising or leading a government. So you have to fix the family. Your son, you put money down. Your son goes there and takes, maybe you put 1,000 naira, you know, on the table. And he goes there. And takes, you know, 1,000. You know, what most parents would do is that you say, oh, children. You know, children. But you see, that's the, way, that's the way it starts. That's the way it starts. The, <laughs> the day, it has not happened. But the day my son would steal money, I would beat him like a thief. Because, see, some things cannot, you cannot allow some things to pass. You have to send a strong message to them that in this house, we don't take what does not. If you see the way my my wife beats her son sometimes, when he fights in church, that's another level. When he he fights in church or when, when he just, when he eats his sister, that's where he starts. Oh, they are just playing. They are not just playing. Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old. So the problem with most parents is that they are trying to train adults. But the Bible is when you are now old. They will not say, ah, I is your boyfriend now. Say, which boyfriend? They were not your friends when you were growing up. So you are, you are not even interested in anything they have to say to you. Ah, how is it now? Ah, you, you are, I mean, of you, your mom comes to your room and she's talking to you and you are wondering, ah, you know, what's happening? Are we okay? Are we safe? Can I get a witness? Like you're wondering, it's like, mommy, is not say, ah, ah, you know, I just came to greet you. Ah. So you fix the family. You fix the family. Whoever 
you get married to can have an impact on the nation. Yeah. Every president was given birth to by a parent. Yeah. Obama. You know, I was reading about the Gates family. They instill royalty inside them from when they were growing up. Some of you, the things that you heard that your parents have told you. How many of you here, your parents are the ones that tell you that? They are the ones telling you that. That the way you are going, we are not sure that you are going to make it. How many of you have actually heard things that your parents said to you, maybe when you were five, you still remember them till now? And that's the same way you must speak into the lives of your children and tell them you'll be great. I see you emerging as a great man. You are a great woman. Yeah, that's where you should walk. Glory to God. The next one, which is the last one, before we go into the um, interactive session, and then we are go- everybody's going to get involved with that one way or the other. Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3. Glory to God. Ephesians chapter 3. If you had to say yes, I'm there. Ephesians 3, um, 10. I believe, I hope I'm right. It says the intent that by the church, the manifold wisdom of God, Ephesians 3, 10. says his intent was that now through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and the authorities in the heavenly realms. Now watch this. The last hope of any nation is the church. The reason why things have not gotten too bad is because of the prayers of the church. We to say things like, oh, we pray a lot. We pray a lot. Ah, everything is not about prayer. Everything is not about prayer. The reason you can still talk is because we are praying. The reason you, are, you can still talk openly is because do you know how many prayer chain was going on for that election yesterday? Do you, let me ask you, how many hours did you invest into the election? How many hours did you invest? How many hours did you invest into the election? <laughs> Some of us pray, I mean, I, I can fully say I invested two hours. So everybody did not invest anything. You're just eating and sleeping and watching Netflix. Nothing for the nation. Holiday time. You know, I've said this again and again. We must all learn to pay attention to the things that really matters. That's what that's why, as a church, our core value is focus. You must learn to pay. You can write that down, that will change your life. You know, a lot of people are more concerned about their haircut than their head. Do you, do you know that? They are more concerned about their haircut than what goes into their brain. The book, the knowledge that goes into... Do you understand what I'm saying? A lot of people are more concerned about 
what they wear than the body they will wear the clothes on. So somebody sees a plate that they have used for three, three days and carries it and uses the plate to eat. I don't understand it. I used to do that. That was many years ago. That was even when things you know, were not this, I mean, proper and all that. But you cannot be exposed to the kind of information that you have and be living your life like that. Some people don't watch spoon. They don't watch spoon. Those like, they just God. no, no, no. Am I not saying the truth? Yes. So we, we must learn if you call a prayer meeting and say, let's pray for Nigeria. People will not come. All those online prayers, all those online prayers, one day, let, let them say that we are praying for Nigeria. You will not see people there. <laughs> you will not see people there. People are so selfish. Now, get, don't get me wrong. I don't have any problem with all those online praying platforms. I just started the word. Amen. <laughs> yeah. But you see, you must understand. See, huh? should I say this? Should I say this? Do you, do you really want to hear this? Do you really want to hear this? Do you really want to hear this? Hmm. Hmm. Do you really want to hear this? Are you sure you want to hear what, I want, what I'm about to say right now? Whether there are no prayer platforms or not, God will still do what he wants to do. Whether there are no prayer platforms or not, God will still do what he wants to do in people's lives. Most of those prayer platforms are just faith boosters. It helps you. You are the one that will still receive from God. That's why you can have a million people join. You can only see maybe 20 testimonies. Because a lot of people just, you know prayer cells in Nigeria, do you know that? Because a lot of people just want to have a feeling that they are praying. It, it, it satisfies them. Do you get what I'm saying? It satisfies them. We are being conditioned, you know, to, to feel that, you know, it is the amount of prayer that you pray. The amount of, <laughs> you know, my mom, she will tell me, oh, that she, you know, that she, she is in redeem, and you say, oh, she went to, you know, this place. Oh, she went to um, CAC. She said, uh, or I say, mommy, we are good. Like it's because of you, I'm going to. I say, mommy, you know, you don't need those things. <laughs> what makes you receive from God is your faith, and that's why you must, you must. You must understand that as a child of God. That your receiving capacity is based on your faith capacity. So you can join the prayer platforms, but if your faith is not there to receive, you will not receive anything. That delivers somebody. That's the honest truth. Glory to God. Say glory to God. So God wants us to fix the family. He wants us to fix our families. That's why when we talk about 
who to get married to. It's, a, it's not just about you. Say, oh, it's my life. It's not just your life. It's our life. How many of you have seen people grow up in dysfunctional homes and then, you know, they turn out really bad? Have you seen people like that before? Yeah. Some of you, you were, you were a narrow escape. <laughs> Glory to God. So Christians need to take their place. He says, you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. He says, if the salt loses its savour, it is therefore good for nothing than to be trodden under the foot of men. You know, in church, we now say things like, you will not be trodden by the, by the foot of men in Jesus' name. We say, Amen. But the Bible says that if you are not a salt, you're going to be relegated. That's what it means. Glory be to God. Say, glory be to God. I'm going to go into the interactive session right now. Amen. And then we're going to have conversations. Um, I really want you to please give your opinion, you know, when, when you're asked. Praise God. All right. Sorry? Nigeria does not have too many problems. Do you agree with that? Our problems are not... Who can tell me the major problems that we have as a nation? Randomly. Leadership. Corruption. Corruption. Who else? Corruption. Bribery and corruption. (laughs) Greed and corruption. (laughs) Tribalism. Selfishness. Corruption. Insecurity, yeah. What else? Mindset. Well, debatable. What else? What else? Sorry? Badly raised children. Hmm. Poverty. Mindsets. Mindsets. Illiteracy. Poverty. <laughs> they are inseparable. Godfatherism. Okay. Cabal. We are hearing very nice things. Cabal. Huh? Please speak up. It's interactive session, so you can speak of. No, next week we'll come back to, you know, serious, uh, you know, non-interactive service. But today you, you can, you can, you can, you can be free. <laughs> I, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> Is that <it> Tinubu? <laughs> That's not nice. That's not nice. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> if you think about it very well, <laughs> Actually, it's a very major problem. 
is a very major problem. Hallelujah. All right, let's welcome um, Brother Mewasho Gaoke. Let's welcome Dr. Muiwa Kimbade. And then Brother Stephen Akitunde, please. They will be joining us. So we are going to. Can I get my. Hallelujah. We have no lady on the panel. Most ladies are not really interested. Okay, if, if you are interested, let me see your hands up. And you would like to join the panel. Yeah. Hallelujah. All right, so let's, let's get her a chair so she can join. All right, you have a chair already. Praise the Lord. So we can also get to ask questions from the audience. All right. So what do you think is the role of, of youths generally in, in governance or in making Nigeria a better place? Do we think that youths are doing enough? Yeah? So we can just come like that from Bromi um, do, do you think youths, are we doing enough Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Thank you, Pastor. Okay, do I think that youths are doing it? Well, um, let me make reference to the happenings in 2020. Some things happened, things have been happening in Nigeria over the years, and, you know, it's um, resulted into um, police brutality and... People have been dying. People have been killed. Somebody um, got killed in this state. Another person got killed in this state. And then it took one particular killing that triggered a lot of people. And, you know, it started by a protest in a particular state. And gradually, it spread like a wildfire all over the nation or in some major parts of the Federation. So it resulted into a protest um, called um, NSAS. Even when I was coming this morning at... Um, area, the barricade, the middle of the road, there's still um, the inscription, the end police brutality, this person has been a bad boy, this one, that one. So, so uh, it resulted into a protest for like 20 days, three weeks, and it happened the way it happened. And, you know, the older generation said, oh no, you can't do it this way. Things don't change like this. This is Nigeria. You can't protest and all of that. Okay. They said, um, your only option of changing things in Nigeria is to get your PVC, be involved in politics and all of that. So we thought the way we could do it was to protest. Okay, they said, let us get involved in politics. So people be becoming more aware in politics, in governance, the constitution, things to do and things not to do. You know, before now, people were only interested in their governors president. They don't care about the person representing their constituency. They, they are not interested in the person representing their, um, senatorial districts and all of that. So those events, Nigerian youth started getting involved in politics. Although we are not doing more, we are not doing as expected, 
I feel like so from, see, since um, the advent of answers, yes, it has gotten better. More people, more youths are not in, are now involved in politics. They are not involved in politics, but then we are still restricting it to, let's say, social media or internet. So for us to be more involved, let us get involved more. Someone was recently to join politics. There was a time Pastor said he was going to join politics. And I have not joined to... since. Yes. Yes, he said he was going to join a pol- one particular party. So I I've don't changed know. my mind. I've changed my mind. Okay. I'm not joining that one again. So They are so... not trending. <laughs> so that, that's one way we can do So when we advocate on social media, we should also get down to do the real work, roll our sleeves and do the real work on the ground. All right, so thank you. Can we appreciate him? That's a powerful contribution. Uh, let me ask um, um, Brother Stephen, do you think, do you think social media, um, politics, like, you know, engagement uh, on social media, do you think it has any uh, plays any major or significant role, you know, in affecting or influencing, you know, the political landscape of Nigeria, social media politics? Okay, um, I think it does, right? And this is the reason why. Um, different times and era, there are different um, means of communication, right? If people's eyes are not open to things, they would not know where the problem lies, mm. right? So, um, this um, advent of technology, social media, has made people to see what really is. Although there are wrong and uh, false news out there, but majority of the time, people can pick the ones that are actually genuine news, and then they can now, it, it aids their decisions and yeah. um, their thought process towards changing their mindset about some particular things, right? So I think it does, definitely. So it does, right? Yeah. Okay, so, um, in, in the, well, you are into media, right? So, you know, there are different things. I was telling my wife yesterday that for all you care, some of those votes that you are seeing online, <laughs> of course, there are some that waited, you know, they counted, and they, but, but trust me, there's a lot of propaganda that is happening right now. People are doing different things to just you know, jeopardize the chances of the other parties. What, what, what do you think the role of Christian... Um, Christian um, youths or believers should be in the social media space. For example, we had a meeting, a few um, pastors in Lagos, we had a meeting and then we were discussing along these lines and, you know, we agreed that everyone should be bold, you know, to declare, you know, who their candidate is, you know, where the election is concerned. We went back and forth for over one and a half hours to come to that conclusion different opinions, you know, about, you know, should the Christian come out, you know, to say that, oh, you know, I am for this person, you understand? And what should be their, you know, their, their engagement like, you know, on social media. There are people who go to the extent of, you know, abusing, insulting, you know, what's your take on that? Um, thank you very much, Pastor. Um, the thing is, the church is actually supposed to be the gatekeeper, gatekeepers rather for nation building. Mm. And if we don't tell ourselves the truth, our members will begin to, will continue to languish in that same, in the same challenges that we've been talking about happening in the nation. 
we as the church, we play a very important role in making sure that we are supposed to be informed or we should tell people and we should be open about it because we know who we are and we know who's we, whom we, who we belong to. So if I know I'm for Christ, I can't be scared of Itinubu. I will respect you, but I'm not scared of you. Because if you want to come from the spiritual aspect of it, he's not covered. I know I am covered. Okay? So I can boldly tell somebody, I can't vote you. And our pastors and our spiritual leaders, I've seen some who actually come out to tell their members, vote for this person, vote for righteousness. I can't, and we, learn, we, we need to learn to call a spade a spade. Now, for, that's to our spiritual leaders now. If you know this particular candidate, you were telling us earlier, God does not have a candidate, but we should be able to discern the will of God. And as gatekeepers, if you as a pastor, you know that God desires this, and you've seen somebody who mirrors that particular um, stance or that value, thank you, that God wants, and you are still, you are still guarding it because you are scared of you, you want to lose your members. For heaven's sakes, you're you're not, modeling, you're not modeling the truth. So we as a church, we should always speak the truth because we know we are protected and we know they can't do us anything. The highest you will come at me from a media standpoint is a lawsuit. That's the highest. If you want to go spiritual, we give you spiritual. But we're not going there right now, okay? But for the church, please, it is important for our spiritual leaders always tell us the truth. I've been following a lot of, you know, spiritual fathers. The, the recent one that just got me charged up was, I think it was Tommy Arayomi. Man, that guy was just, he was not giving us a candidate, but he was yeah. telling us the will of God yeah. for this nation. And man, I was like... I listened yesterday. Exactly. Yeah. So that had already uh, confirmed... Two years ago, the promise that he gave exactly. and all that. So I can't, I can't um, see all of that knowing with my own conviction because I have the spirit of God and I know you won't in my, I can't in my right senses now decide to go to the polls and say, okay, I want to vote a Baba Blue. Oh, I, no, 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 not an underdog now. Okay. I'm not insulting them, but please, for our spiritual leaders, our church, the church is supposed to encourage everyone to vote those that are that stand for righteousness. So we should always speak the truth. All right. Thank you. I mean, let's appreciate that. No, I, I'm, I'm coming. I just wanted to ask you a different um, question. You know, um, we're having conversations and somebody was telling us who is very close to um, about the boy. He says, he says some things I, 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 cannot, I cannot say. But what, what I want to say, what I want to ask, and Dr. Miwa can come in, you know, where, uh, in, into that, is that do you think that it is right, right, for a pastor to come out and say that or tell or instruct their church members that this is the direction that we are going? You understand? Because, I mean, people, um, you know, asked and said, oh, you know, pastors should come. I mean, there were pastors who came out and said that, you know, all of us in this place, we are voting for this person. This is the will of God. We have seen it in the spirit. You know, we have... What's your take on that? And I would like to get a different opinion from... Yeah. All right. Praise God. Good morning, church. I was actually going to um, put an addendum to what um, Sister Chica 
had said. And honestly, those viral videos of pastors telling us the way it is, like, this is it, like being direct or mirroring um, the, the kind of um, values we should look out for, the candidate to vote for was actually a lifesaver for me yesterday. Because honestly, guys, up until yesterday morning, if I had gone with my um, church mind, I probably wouldn't vote the candidate I voted for eventually. Who did you vote for? Do you, would you like to say it? I voted for Labour Party, of course. Okay. But I was not sure I was going to do that initially. Thank you very much. I wasn't sure I was going to do that initially because... So I was looking at... Who were you going to vote for initially? I was thinking of Batified. <laughs> Calm down, guys. Calm down. Let me explain. Calm down. I was thinking of Batified, and this is it. Because I was telling my wife, myself and my wife, we had serious arguments over this some weeks ago. And I was telling her, look at, look at the statistics. Look at, um, um, what's it called now? Pedigree. Political pedigree. Look at... So I was looking at all of those things, all of those and logical the, and jargons. The killing pedigree too. <laughs> killing people. The, all of it, those logical, pedi- uh, logical jargons that this is the right candidate. Yeah, I understand... You know, Peter will be blah, blah, blah. But honestly, let's look at it. Let's look at the guy that has the arsenal and machinery. You know, honestly, until yesterday morning, I saw this video from, from uh, Winner's Chapel, where I think it's um, Pastor, um, um, what's that his name again now? No, Oedepo. Abioye. Abioye was speaking to the members and say, vote, vote, let your vote count for the church vote in favor of the church and that just spoke to me that eats me differently but do you know that i actually have a very very different opinion about that um the reason why i'm saying that is because i feel like peter will be um you know played in a way that he wanted the favor from the church to vote for him so he played on a religiosity no 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 i'm coming i'm coming i vo- so I, I think what happened was that it was more of he played on, on, on the mind of the church because before, before the election, we didn't see him in church. We did not see him in church. So I, what I think, well, I, I don't have all the information, but what I think was that he just leveraged on, on his, you know, he wanted to win, he wanted to get votes, you know, from the church, and he leveraged on that. He played the game well. It's a good play. And it worked. It's a good play. So, my own issue with, with that is the fact that, you know, Nigeria is not a Christian nation. Neither is it a Muslim nation. Yeah, so, I think, I, so that was where I had my, you know, reservation that this guy is just, you know, playing politics. So, so the thing is, Praise God, guys. So the thing is, everybody, politics is a game of, is a, is a game of um, numbers or is a play, so to speak, like a game to play. And then everybody has something that they are playing at. So if that was what Peter Obi needed to do to play his game, hold on, guys. I feel it's all right. I feel so. And honestly, if it was a game, it was a good game. Yes, because these other guys who play that game, and they've been playing it for long. So if we also have a game to play, why not? <laughs> why not? And it was a good one. That, it was a very good one. 
that was what pushed me to go thumbs my hand for that party yesterday. But for that, left with all of my political statistics and everything, I would not... In fact, you know the funniest thing? I went all the way to my parents' side because that was where I registered. That place is batified. I could not tell anybody who I'm voting for. I went into the ballot space. If not, space. you know I've been in church this morning. <laughs> I went to the ballot space and did my voting. Thank God it's closed ballot. So, now let's bring it home, guys. See, the fact is that as, as Christian leaders, as pastors, our pastors and church leaders, we are people of influence. And then we have influence over people who follow us. So, I think it's okay. Yeah, it's okay for people like... I, I also watch a skit from Pastor Adeboye where he was saying that he wasn't going to tell anyone who to vote for. Wasn't going to tell anyone what party to belong to. It's fine if that's what you, can, you can't even have a church that large and then uh, yeah. So it's fine if yeah. that is if if that is what he believes in. But for people who also were direct at influencing their members to say this is the direction, I feel is also not bad. Thank you. All right, I'll let, please let's get something from the. I will still come back to you. Okay, I you was going to you yes, want, okay. I was going to um. Still on uh, spiritual fathers, our uh, leaders, not being direct. If we can entrust you with our spiritual growth, you can tell us how to make it in business. You can tell us how to make it in family life. You can tell us how to make it in every other sphere of life. But when it comes to choosing our social leaders, you are being partisan. Just like you're, I cannot you're, you're choose keeping... for you to get married to. Exactly. But you direct, right? You can counsel. You can still... For goodness sake. Haba. No, 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 no. Okay. It means you're... No, it, it means you're, you're covering up something. Ah. To protect your own interests. No, no, no. Because, see... I See, it, it's just like... See, when Jesus Christ came, right? Mm. People thought he was... The, the Jews thought he came to save them from the Roman... Um, uh, ty- uh, the tyranny, right? But he didn't come for that. He came for a different kind of kingdom until he left before the disciples understood. But he, had, he was upfront with them. And anytime they ask him, are you the Messiah? He said, I've been telling you, I've been telling you. He never hid anything from them. But he made sure, he, he, he explained to them that my kingdom is not of this world, right? Because even while he was before Pilate, he kept telling Pilate, if my kingdom were of this world, of course, my father would have sent angels to come and defend me. So Jesus was very upfront. He was never shaded about anything. So if our spiritual fathers are on the fence... So it's fine for them to just come out? Yes, because we're trusting you with, as in giving us lights. And if you have not seen the light, you're telling me, and don't but you know that this person, over the years... You are talking about a, a political structure or what he has... Pre- are you, for goodness sake, are you kidding me? And you want me to entrust another four years or let's say eight years, another eight years into the hands of people that over, their presidents have always been killing, kidnapping, you know, too many, I mean, a lot of destruction in the country and you still want me to vote that person based on this is the, 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 the structure or this is what they put the in next, place. The next four years, we'll tell you who to vote for. No, 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 no. We are going to announce in church. No. It's part of the announcement. So if I can trust my pastors for such, you give me counsel in my marriage, you give me counsel in business, you give me counsel in every other thing, career and the rest of them. Why won't I trust you to discern? All of a sudden, you are now blind. 
It's not me she's talking about it. No, it's not you. So all those pastors that are on the fence, no. Okay. You, you have something to do, probably because you want to gain something. In and I'm not, bold to say it. Come at me. In a nutshell, thank God for those who are direct to tell us or to mirror Please, to let's us. get thank the mic to, I'm, I'm coming. Let's get the mic to this side. Um, please raise your hand if you want to make a comment. Yeah. Try to make it as brief as possible so we can still finish for the... Can we give them a mic that is working? Should have done all the testings before we hand them over the mic. To me, I don't think it's it's a church thing or the pastor should come up because we have seen in, in the past where the pastor came up and you know gave a candidate and the candidate was not it. Before before Bari entered. There were, there were lots of churches that, you know, said the, their party is the party for the... For, for the, the season. Yes, for the season. And they misled us. So I don't think it's, it's what... It's, you know, the church, the church can pray involved. about it. The church can, you know. But, the, the, yes. Because any, any candidate can go there and do whatever they like. So the church should not come up and say, everybody vote for this particular person. The church can only cancel because in the past we have seen it so many times that in the east there we the, some of the prophets will go and collect bribe and come and lead thousands of people that we should all vote for APC and we all and yes that they saw vision uh, and and you know they all voted for APC and look at what we are seeing today. So I think in so the when church it comes should to just church, be neutral. Yes, the church should be neutral. be neutral. The church should talk about what is right about if you are right for neutral, thing. say yeah. yeah. If you are for direct, say yay. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, God, that is the... Or I would like to hear from Brother Dichi. Please let him. All right. <clears throat> All right, so um, let's take emotions out of this discussion. So we have a large answer, right? There's a reason why even Jesus Christ spoke in parables. He, he, he chose deliberately not to... So we'll come first. Answer. It was intentional, not, then, be, not after being that, David, not being direct or yeah. not being prescriptive. You understand? The, the, so there are risks attached to specific positions of power that mm. you can't just say. So I'll give a typical example. There's a reason why some things Pastor has chosen not to say, but he 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 he, he hesitates here. He will say, "Should I say it?" Or I can sense the hesitation in some of the things that he wants to say, but he can't say them. And that's the reason because there's some level of authority on that pulpit that he controls. Same reason why some, someone like Pastor Deboe will still speak in parables and he won't come direct. Now, what am I saying? Pastors or people of, of, of authorities can actually sway your decision making as a yeah. person. It's very, very simple. I can decide to say, oh, I want to vote for this person and oh, because my pastor is voting for this person, I'll vote for this person. My mom is like that. My wife knows. If, if, if uh, that the geo says, shoot this person, now she will shoot the person without thinking. She won't question. 
She, she won't even think about it twice. Why is I dog? He cannot make mistakes. He's the alpha and omega. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah. So there are people in that category, right? So that's the reason why a lot of times it's best to be men, men of authority be discreet. You can counsel. You understand? So that's the reason why no, no, no sensible man of God will tell you, oh, go and marry this person. Oh, make this decision. They're always being very, very non-descriptive. I like, I like what you said, like that no sensible. No, really. No yeah. sensible person, man of God should do that. Because it means, so there are several chain reactions that open up because of this, several, this specific decision making that happened. Yeah. Now, for me, if you ask me, I will say the specific key indexes that are listed out that will help me pick any candidate in the first place. Right? Now, I was telling some of my friends that look, if, if Tinubu came out 10 years ago, right, 15 years ago, I would have picked him. And the reason being that I know he will still be agile enough and fit enough to carry out a lot of um, strategies that he has in mind. A lot of things had not happened. Right. A lot of things had not happened. Yeah. Right. Now, the only reason why I'm up for Obi right now is because first reason is the lesser evil among the three of them. One. Yeah. Then two, I've listened to the guy's strategies, ideas of what he wants to implement. Right. And I feel they seem sound if you can get them done. So that's the reason why I'm saying that I won't be emotional about this sort of decisions. No. You need to have your analysis rights in terms of making this sort of decisions and not make anyone, be it pastor or not, sway yeah. your decision. Right. So that's just my own take. Thank you. Brilliant. All right. I'm going to take two people from this side. Okay, um, Brotaiwo and then um, Brother Obina. So, Brotaiwo first. Praise God. <laughs> yeah, praise God. All right, so I wanted to start with what Daddy said that God does not have a will. I don't completely agree with that. I think that, yes, I don't. No, it's I, fine, it's fine. Yes, I don't completely it's agree. Uh, it's an Italian session, and me and Daddy will still talk about it privately. Uh, I, I, don't, I say that because. I believe that God has a will over everything in life. Now, whether we agree with God's will or not is another decision. For remember I said that God doesn't have a candidate. He doesn't have a candidate. Okay. That's what I said. Okay. So, okay. not that he doesn't have a, a will. will. Okay. I believe that God has a candidate. I believe so. I believe that there is somebody that God wants for, for us in Nigeria. Now, whether we want that person is not it's another thing. Because if you look at the case of Saul and David, that that was just saying, the people chose, they wanted a king. And then somewhere complained. And then God told somewhere, listen to my people. And then, in fact, God chose Saul. But yeah. what we can see in that story at the end of the day is that God originally wanted to give them David. He was preparing David. But he didn't discuss that with the people. So I gave them Saul. And obviously we saw that. And then God told Samuel, go and anoint David for me. He's the one I wanted to give. And you can see the reign of David, how long it took. So God has a candidate. Yes. It does. So who is God's candidate? Now, that is now where I will now join my brother. I will now lean towards him to say that. So I, this time, this time, who is God's candidate? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I, I will also not speak directly because I'm a sensible leader. <laughs> exactly. I'm a sensible leader. We are saying the same thing. Exactly. So what, but what I'm saying is this. What I'm saying is <laughs> because now what I'm saying is this. Like our, like our brother said, I believe strongly that um, 
It is the right of the pastors. And I want to say that even though we, there's discretion to not say openly the name. For instance, if you, I followed winners a lot on this issue. Baba Yedeko, as, as angry as he is over this, he never mentioned one name. <laughs> but my God, you don't have to be stupid to know who he's talking about. It will take, like, he was very clear. Clear enough only not to mention the name. You know, there's a way you say something. This, if I want to describe Pastor Shewo, for instance, I don't need to mention Pastor Shewo's name. He's wearing green. He's this. He's, I will give a description that by the time I'm done, everybody will be looking at him and say, this is the only person that meets this requirement. So, you don't have to mention, in fact, I don't even think we should, we don't need to mention names, even in public places. But my God, put values together. Put descriptions together. Put everything together. There is only one person that we'll be looking at. There's okay. only, and I think that men of God should do that. The reason why I'm even saying I want men of God to do that emphatically is because the church itself is a part of the society. We are the people. It's only different that we come to church on Sunday. We after this today, now we are Nigerians again. Once we step out of here, we are Nigerians. And the church, we are here, we are still Nigerians. We are still Nigerians. And the yeah. church is suffering. And the suffering of the church is affecting the church members affecting the church. For instance, if Nigeria is good, you know, people will not be coming to tax pastor. Tax uh, this one. Tax that one. Do you know churches, they come to steal instruments. Come yeah. to carry speaker. Empty churches. It affects us directly. So I think that men of God should be discreet in name. Don't mention name. Because I don't think that is sensible. But please describe your candidate in such a way that only the blind will not see it. Thank you. All right, Brother Obina, and then I will take Brother Tony, and okay. then that will be Good it. Good morning, church. Good morning, church. Okay, so I have a different view to what we've been sharing. I think we have a lot of expectations on the church that the church does not deserve to carry. Okay? Um, God created all of us equal, and both Muslims and Christians, we all belong to God. And if you're going to judge this from religion, this game started when... Bart chose Shetima because of Muslim Muslim ticket. It was analysis. And being new from a minority perspective, you have to play the game. And that was where religion came into it. I was active in the Labour Party. To yesterday. yesterday. So what happened? To yesterday. Yesterday. Yes. What happened? I'm still in the game, but that's fine. So, but the thing is that I wasn't going to even vote to be if I look at the numbers. Believe me. Because even when we elect the presidency, as a permanent secretary, you've not dealt with. The church will not come back to this until after four years. That is very sad. We'll all move on, and we're not going to play our role to make sure things work. The same Christians will not let you succeed. I have a colleague. He's a Christian. But because I'm not Yoruba, we fight. I know why. So the truth is that the church, we're going to go automatically leave again and come back in four years, <laughs> and then choose a brethren that we love and decide to push. And most times, we don't look at these things effectively. I'm from Abia. Obi is a Catholic, and they fought mm. heavy war with Anglican churches. That is internally. So if you're looking at the numbers, like you said, if there was an Osibanjo on the pools, I would never vote Obi. So if you're discussing competency, let's remove emotions. What are we talking about here? Obi is a devil too, but we're choosing him because the guys don't have strength. We don't see them fitting into the new dispensation. And then, like you said, the youth have been active until we went to the prosperity kingdom. In the 1974s, the guys who got the dependence were the young guys. They've been involved. But when we changed our narrative, we now moved into the new dispensation. A lot of things happened. So it's not like we didn't have interest. But people choose their leaders based on their responsibilities. Now, NSAS inspired yeah. this decision-making. If yeah. there was no police brutality, we wouldn't care who is there. 
we will travel out. We will go to Dubai. Pictures. You will find us in Mauritius, enjoying life. We won't care about what happens to the people are going to be leaving behind. I said I was going to vote Obi, not because he is the best, but because I think we should give him a try. If he misses up, we'll go to his, we'll his village. We'll start from there. That is how we act. So that is the new thing we're facing right now. Like we said in Jesus too. I think Jesus was a very good politician. I think he was because he played business in the temple. Bible said he was going and doing good. That is publicity. You won't sit down and let things work in your home. You go to the temple and they ask him, who do men wow. think I am? What do you see me as? Is an analysis. Is a review. Let's find out what they think about me because that will help us spread the gospel. And he also said, even at the point of judgment, they asked him, are you not the son of God? Mm. He said, you said. Mm. Did he deny himself? That could have also been called denier. So that means Jesus also denied himself even before hey. Peter did. So the point is, Peter too, Peter was called the rock because Jesus knew he had the spirit of politics. Because if Peter had said, yes, I worked with Jesus, he may have been killed and the gospel won't continue. So the truth is that it is our civic responsibility to do what is right, even after now. The church should model the principles. What should we expect yeah. from a leader? That is where the counseling comes in. No pastor should ever say vote for anybody because I may not be an APC member. Pastor says vote APC. I will carry my kids and leave because you are being emotional about the whole thing. What if my candidate has the best numbers to do the winning? What if we have the best skill set? Because right now it's not about your degree, it's about the skill set. So what are you bringing to the table to make sure we fix Nigeria? So the church should not go back to where we are four years ago because the cheese has moved. We have to move with the cheese. Thank you. That's some deep stuff right there. 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 We should just gather an orarium for you. <laughs> Alright, I want to hear Brad Tony. He has summed it. There's nothing else to say. <laughs> Alright, can we please celebrate our panelists? Amen. Alright, you can please yeah, take your seats. Praise God. Wow. I mean, after he spoke. You know, when Jesus read the scroll, he just closed the book. And he said, now, the scripture has been fulfilled. <laughs> Glory to God. I mean, I've always felt that. I think we should have more, I mean, there are a lot of loaded people in this, in this house. Loaded. I mean, it was so good to hear, you know, brother just speak, bro, Obi now. Very powerful thoughts. Can we please celebrate everyone who gave... You know, their thoughts and opinion. The panelists, we celebrate them. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the podcast. We're glad you're part of our community now and trust you are blessed by today's message. Please subscribe to the Show Oshibeson podcast. Like and share as well. You can also find Pastor Show on Instagram at Show Oshibeson or at Grace Made NG.